<clears throat> Hello, welcome back to Grateful Gwenna. I hope you're doing well today. Thank you for joining us again. And today I'd like to talk to you about deliverance. Um, I'd like to talk to you about two categories of deliverance, the actual deliverance itself, and then the blessings that come as a result of deliverance. And so today is going to actually be a happy, hopefully happy podcast and broadcast episode. So again, thank you for joining us. And as always, if you or someone you know or love is in danger of domestic violence, please call 1-800-799-SAFE. So again, most of what I discuss is from my own perspective, because that's what I've experienced. And um, since and because I'm not a licensed counselor, um, I share my own experiences with you. And I've done a lot of research over the years. Um, I've been divorced a long time now, probably, let's see, 10, it's been going on, it's 11 years now, going on 12 years that I've been divorced. And before that, I was married a total of 17 years. And so over those years, I've done a lot of research. Um, my deliverance happened in various ways, a few ways to be exact, um, I consider part of my deliverance, um, you know, my getting healthier spiritually and learning from the Bible and through prayer what God actually wants for me, that God loves me, that no matter how my extended family members treated me, no, no matter how my ex-husband treated me, that God loves me and he loves you. In fact, God said a love us loves us so much that he sent his only begotten son Jesus Christ to die in our stead and take our place for our sins so that we can live with him eternally he loved us so much he became human god became human and sacrificed himself for us there is no other love like that the bible says no greater love has a man than he lay down his life for his friend. And Jesus calls us friends. <clears throat> so there is no greater love than the love Jesus did for us. The love Father God did for us, Abba Daddy. There's no greater love. There is no greater love. And so regardless of how human sinful people treat us or treat me or have treated us or have treated me, it was a process of me learning that God loves me. God loves me unconditionally. Not only does he love me, but he rejoices in who he created me to be. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm perfect. Far from it. Because just like everyone else, I'm human. And we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. We're all human. We all make mistakes. And we all sin. But God loves me and he loves you. In fact, scripture tells us that absolutely nothing can separate us from God's love. The scripture talks about, for I am convinced that neither, it, and it lists a bunch of things that cannot separate us from God. And the point is that there's nothing that can separate us from God's love. So God loves me and 
because of how I was often treated and the negative, derogatory, and condescending things that were said about and to me in my life, especially growing up, but also in my marriage, I didn't understand how much God loved me. And so part of my deliverance was God helping me realize how much he loves me. And you know, even if you were the only human being on the planet, God would still sacrifice himself and his son for you. Even if I were the only human on the planet, God would still sacrifice himself and his son for me. Excuse me, because he loves us just that much. And I apologize. I'm still, um, I'm negative, but I'm still symptomatic from COVID. So I'm actually lying in bed recording this for you today. So that's why I may clear my throat. I may cough. I may sneeze. You can probably hear congestion in my voice. Um, I I still have several symptoms, um, but that was a huge part of my deliverance, and I still work on that. Um, I highly recommend a book written by Joyce Meyer called Uniquely, Uniquely Authentically You, and it is just reiterating to me and reminding me that, you know, um, I should enjoy who God created me to be because the Bible says in multiple places, in numerous places, that God delights in us. It actually uses the word delights. And so I can feel confident in the love of Christ for me. And I have been delivered from, um, I guess, the negative outlook to myself. You know, um, I remember my maternal grandmother once said, oh, that's just Gwenna. And, you know, those are hurtful words. And um, one of my parents one time said to me, don't start, and was assuming something. I didn't even have a clue what he was assuming, but I figured it out. But he, he was completely off base. And so I was always, I feel like I've always been extremely misunderstood, especially by a lot of my extended family members. And I think also in my marriage, um, like I said, it was an abusive marriage. So I think one of the biggest parts of my deliverance was me accepting, learning, and realizing how God loves me unconditionally. Not only does he love me, but he actually delights in me. God takes pleasure in us. God delights in you and me. And it tells us that in several places in the scripture. Excuse me. Um, I was also delivered financially. Um, I was in financial, some financial bondage to my ex-husband in various ways. Um, When we had met before we got married, I was working full time and was very independent and self-sufficient. But over the years in my marriage, I became financially dependent on my ex-husband. And I, by choice... Um, ended up being a stay-at-home mom, a stay-at-home mother, and homeschooling our sons for 10 years. I loved homeschooling my sons, but I did become financially dependent upon my husband. Even though there were some financial issues in the marriage, 
um, such as credit cards and loans. I brought in credit cards and he was, um, I guess, addicted to loans. And so um, I eventually stopped using credit cards and I don't even allow myself well, I didn't for years allow myself to have even own a credit credit card. Um, I now have one again, finally, to help me build my credit. But I have basically promised myself that the first time I can't pay it, it's gone. Um, but it is helping me build my credit. But um, I was delivered from financial bondage. Um, and it didn't happen right away. But after I divorced my abusive ex-husband. I was actually um, unemployed for 15 months between those times, but God just has completely delivered me financially um, to the point where miraculously I went from literally being unemployed for 15 months and making zero dollars, and there was a time where I had to sacrifice and swallow my pride and get some government help, which is not easy. (laughs) People talk about all the time about how, you know, people take advantage of the welfare system, but I found the exact opposite to be true. You really had to go through a lot of hoops to get help from the government. I mean, you really had to prove a lot. So I'm grateful for that. But while I'm grateful for that, God just kept increasing my income. And Normally, I wouldn't share my income, but because of my profession, it is actually public record what our salaries are. So I'm going to go ahead and share with you, even though I don't make a lot as a teacher, um, I went, God increased my income exponentially, miraculously. And I went from being unemployed and being on food stamps for my sons and me to making 25000 a year almost overnight, <clears throat> which wasn't a lot, excuse me. And then God just kept increasing my income over the years until eventually I made in the upper 40000 And so it was just miraculous how within eight, six, seven, or eight years, God increased my income exponentially, probably over $15,000. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So I was not only delivered, um, you know, as far as understanding my self-worth and who I am in Christ and how much God loves me, truly loves me, and that he delights in me, but I was also delivered financially from that bondage. And um, there were a lot of other things that went on in the marriage, too, that were related to financial aspects, but I'm not going to go into those details right now for this particular podcast episode. So those were two of the major ways I was delivered. And of course, I was physically and emotionally and mentally delivered from the bondage of abuse. My Christian doctor told me after I got free from that abusive marriage. He literally said to me, your home was a war zone. Those were his exact words to me. And that kind of was another shocking um, wake up reality call statement to me. Um, Because even though I knew it was bad, I didn't realize 
how bad it was. I didn't realize it was that bad until my doctor said those words. Your marriage was a war zone. Then he proceeded to tell me that I have PTSD from my marriage because it was a war zone. And he's not wrong. And um, thankfully, I've been told by multiple counselors that I manage it well. So I'm very grateful for that. It's not easy, but it is a struggle. I'm not going to lie. So I was delivered from the physical, emotional, and mental um, bondage of being in that trap of an abusive marriage. And that was so freeing and liberating because I remember just begging God to take my life and giving up on life and just not wanting to live anymore. So the freedom that I found in that and that God blessed me with was just an amazing spiritual deliverance for me. Even though it was physical, mental, and emotional, it affected me spiritually as well, obviously. So those are not all, but three of the main and major deliverances that I experienced um, with God blessing me with those deliverances almost immediately when I finally was free of the abusive marriage I was in. And of course, there were drawbacks and negatives, like I lost a lot of friends. I even lost the person I considered my best friend for 10 years. Um, and I lost the nice home and the intact family and the dream of having the nice home and family. I lost the ability to homeschool my children. I lost a lot, but but I gained what's most important, which was deliverance. And the healthier I am, the healthier I can be for my children. And that's what's also one of the most important things. The second part of deliverance I'd like to discuss is kind of what my life is like today. And leading up to that and what helped me get there was God blessed me again. And I was able to go back to college and go to graduate school um, I already had a Bachelor of Arts in Spanish from Purdue University, and I was able to apply for a program, be accepted, and complete a program called Transition to Teaching through Indiana Wesleyan University, and was able to apply for and test and get my teaching licensing and certification so that I could teach in a classroom. And so I already told you earlier that I homeschooled my own sons for 10 years. I also taught Spanish to other people's homeschooled students off and on during that time, kindergarten through 12th grade for those 10 years. And so I got my teaching license. I taught in a private Christian school for one year, and then I taught in public schools for several years, and now I actually teach in a charter school, and I absolutely love it so far. So um, I, God blessed me to be able to, um, you know, find my career path after that. And I realized all my life for over 25 years, people had told me I should be a teacher and I just had fought it. I didn't want anything to do with it, but I realized that's a calling on, that was a calling on my life to be a teacher. And I can say teaching isn't the easiest job, but it's the only job I've ever ha had or held that doesn't usually feel like actual work. Like I get paid to do what I love. 
Um, I teach high school age primarily, and I love the kids. Um, I'm just, I feel so blessed. And so my life, as far as professionally speaking, um, I loved homeschooling my sons. That was my favorite job ever, but they're grown adult young men now. So they don't need me, obviously, to teach or homeschool them anymore. And so um, there is no job that I would be happier with, I think, than teaching. It's not always easy. It can be challenging and difficult at times. (coughs) Excuse me. But like I said, it's the only job I've ever had where most of the time it doesn't really feel like work. It feels like I'm getting paid to do what I love to do. And I just love helping teenagers. Um, I love helping them with their schoolwork. I love helping them learn Spanish. And I love the uh, professional relationships that I build with them. And so in in order to help them, because, you know, kids just want to know you care about them. And um, I do. I care about each and every one of them. And in my interview, they asked me, what's your biggest strength? I said, I care a lot. What's your biggest weakness? I care a lot. Um, It can be both a strength and a weakness. And that's the honest truth. I I do. I care a lot. Sometimes maybe too much, not in a bad way. Um, So I, I feel like I've been delivered in that way as well. I'm now working in where I believe God has called me to be working. And I do feel fulfilled when I'm able to help these kids and these students. And I just love teenagers. I I have so many people, whenever they say, you know, what what do you do? Oh, I teach. What age do you teach or what grade do you teach? And I tell them teenagers, high school. And they're like, oh, God bless you. Like, why? Like, I don't understand that because I love teenagers. You know, they're, they have the ability to reason and rationalize and their mat- brains aren't completely mature yet, but they're basically like little adults and not little because they're teenagers. So they're big, but you know what I mean? And so you can probably just tell my passion is coming out, just talking about teaching. So, you know, God's delivered me and allowed me to walk and step into his calling on my life. And I feel so fulfilled and it kind of is an extension of homeschooling. And I loved homeschooling. Um, of course, y- y- those are your own children, so it's a little bit different feeling. But as a teacher, I mean, I always have a couple kids that call me mom, and I just love that. Like, they're just sweet kids, you know? Um, and they become my kids. I remember several years ago, one of my sons said, we're your kids, mom. I said, no, you're my boys. They're my kids. Because they become like a second set of kids. And I just love them to death. And I'm very blessed Um, especially with the kids where I work now. So that is a way that I've been delivered today. I've also been delivered in that right now I don't have a really super nice home, but it is a nice home. It's comfortable. Um, It's everything that I need and more. And it's got two bedrooms. It's got a bathroom and a half. It's got a washer and dryer, full-size washer and dryer, I actually have two closets in my bedroom instead of one. Um, it, it's just a ni- a really nice place, and I'm very grateful, and I can actually afford it. So it's a humongous, huge blessing. So I'm blessed in that, you know, I'm walking in my calling of teaching. 
I believe I really am. And I'm blessed in that I have a nice place to live. I have a car that's decent and gets me where I need to go and it's comfortable and I enjoy it. Um, I'm just so grateful. And so I also have a cat, a pet cat, and I'm just, um, like life is pretty good. Really? It's pretty good. Did I lose that dream white picket fence family, etc.? Yes, absolutely. I did. But I gained a lot too. And I think what I primarily gained was an acceptance of myself and love for myself and liking myself and knowing that God likes me and God loves me and God delights in me and that I can carry this attitude over and kind of spill it onto my students and my children, hopefully, and they can know that they're valued and they're worth everything in God's eyes. And I don't come out and say that, but the attitude I have toward them is one of trying to make them feel loved because I never really felt loved, not like that. And I know that I'm important, not because I'm important, but because of God through me is important. And these kids are important and I want them to know how important they are as well. And each of us is created uniquely and has some purpose in the world, whatever that is. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I'm able, hopefully, at least I think I am, but I'm able to help them understand and realize that they're important too. And we're all different and unique. And that's what makes the world interesting and not boring. And every single one of those kids is special. You're special. Every person is special and to treat each other with respect and love and kindness is so important. So there's, those are a few ways that I've been delivered and I have a good life now. And my colleagues are a huge blessing and it's just really nice. It's just really nice. So those are some of the ways I've been delivered since I stepped out in faith and left the comfort zone of the security in the trauma bond, which isn't a positive thing. But um, if you know anything about abuse or have experienced any of the dynamics, you'll understand what I'm talking about and what I'm referring to. Um, but I have real, true, genuine, authentic, spiritual love now. I understand God's love for me and Jesus' love for me. And I've been completely delivered. I'm not saying I'm 100% healed because I believe that's a process we all go through until the day our physical bodies die and pass away. Um, but I've definitely been delivered. And so I've been delivered from the bondage of an abusive marriage. I've been delivered from the bondage of believing Satan's lies about me that I'm a horrible person that nobody loves me, nobody wants me. I know the truth is that those are lies from the enemy. Satan is the father of lies. Those are lies from the pit of hell. I know the truth is that God, not only does he love me, but he also rejoices and delights in me. He loves me unconditionally. And the only thing I have to do is to daily repent and ask him to forgive me for my sins. And he promises, God promises that those are gone as far as the east is from the west. 
He remembers our transgressions no more. It says in Psalms or Proverbs. I know I've been delivered and I'm so grateful that I'm no longer in that Egyptian slavery bondage where I was constantly being criticized and people were being condescending toward me and putting me down and thinking negative things about me, saying horrible negative things about me. I know that's not true. I know my value in Christ. I know my worth. Um, I'm not full of myself because I had the opposite experience. I used to think horribly of myself. So for me, I don't feel like it's arrogance, but, um, you know, there is such a thing as false humility also. Um, so I don't want to be doing that either. But I give all the credit and all the glory to God where it belongs, first and foremost and always and only. Praise God Almighty, Lord God Almighty, Abba Daddy, Father God, Jesus. I'm so thankful that God delivered me. And you know what? There is hope for you. If you are in bondage, if you are in a marriage or a relationship where your boyfriend or your husband is not treating you well, that is definitely, most definitely not how God wants you to live. If people are telling you things and are putting you down and saying bad things about you, that's not from God. That's from the enemy. And it's probably most likely not true. I think a lot of times, this is my opinion, I think a lot of times people who put others down are actually insecure themselves. We should be building each other up like it says and encourages us to in the Bible. It says, encourage one another as long as it is called today. I know I'm quoting a lot of verses and not giving you the addresses, so I apologize about that. But you can look it up, Google it, look on BibleGateway.com, um, look on the Holy Bible app. It's free on your phone. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I want you to know that God loves you, which you probably know, but I also want you to know that you are valuable to God and he does not want you to be abused. He wants to deliver you. He wants to give you freedom. He wants to deliver you spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, physically, whatever it is, all of the above, sexually, whatever it is, all of the above, God wants the best for you just like we want the best for our children as parents. God loves you. You are important. You are valuable to God. He delights in you. He loves you and he wants you to be delivered. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I just pray that those who are listening right now, that you would just minister to them and touch them where they need to be touched, Lord, in Jesus' name. Heal them, deliver them from any kind of bondage and <clears throat> bless them and help them understand your unconditional agape love for them and how much you delight in them and help them enjoy who you created them to be. I ask it in Jesus' name. Thank you. We love you. Amen. Thanks for listening to Grateful Gwenna today. I hope this podcast episode has been a blessing to you. I hope you'll share it with someone with whom you think it might bless. And thank you again for listening. Jesus loves you. No, I said that backwards. I love you, but more importantly, Jesus loves you more. Till next time, God bless you.